his Andover end. It is taken by Sanders. He's coming out. The 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. On his feet at midfield. 45, 40. And all the way down to the Packers. 35. There is a pulse. Goes back. He's setting up. He's hit. He fumbles the football. And the Eagles have it. The Eagles have it. On top of the football is Brandon Graham. Gives to Howard. Howard spins. He's in. Touchdown. Eagles regain the lead. Too, too strong. Get your weight up. He's back. He pumps. He fires. It is intercepted on the deflection. Intercepted. Eagles have the ball. Nigel Bradham out across the 20. And this game as good as over. What's happening, everybody? This is the Philly Experience Podcast. Alongside Chris Dacker, Tanner Martin, and Tyre Hood, I'm your host, Max James. It's great to be with you on this Tuesday, October 1st, into the month of October. Eagles looking good. They bounce back with a W in Green Bay, and we look forward to the Jets this weekend. Hopefully going to be a, hopefully going to be another win, and that would take them to three and two, hopefully, so we'll see what happens. Also, touch on a little Phillies talk. Season's over. Gabe Kapler, is he coming back? Is he not? We'll touch on that topic as well, but first, let's dive into the game right now, all right? Big time win in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers played out of his mind, but still wasn't enough. They couldn't get the running game going, and we just made uh, one more play. That that pick in the end zone finally sealed the deal because, you know, going they had that drive going right down the field. The Packers did, and we expected them probably to get in there, get in the end zone and score. But uh, Bradham makes a nice play there and get the W on the road. Hey, hey Tanner, I, that was a great game. To Tanner, see. I need you to go to more games if that's what's going to happen. I was about to say, in all serious. I was about to say sight. before we get into it, I want to hear about your experience in, in Green Bay, buddy. Oh man, Lambeau Field's so cool. It's it's definitely different from the Link. Um, all bleacher seating, nice. and it's right in the middle of just a, a neighborhood. So people are parking in front of people's what? houses and everything, wow. charging twenty dollars for them to park in front of their house. What? It's really, <laughs> it's pretty interesting. One thing that I did notice was a lack of replays on the jumbotron. But other than that, <laughs> it was they welcomed the Eagles fans, most of them. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what do you guys think? Is the season turning around now after well, this big win? Well, first off, I gotta I gotta put something out there right now because all of us went into that game with Grim. We all was down. We all said there was no way in hell that we were gonna come out with that win. So I need to give us all one of these. I'm you big dummy. Okay, right. you can't thank you, Red Fox. You can't blame us. They were going into Lambeau on a short week against Aaron Rodgers. That's true. Okay, how can you not have doubts about that after losing to the Lions? Yeah, but we made it sound like the seasons was going to be over, like it was going to be it, like we were going to get our our hats blown we off were, out there. That's because we were one game away from going one and three instead of two and two. That's true. And look at the Cowboys; they and had the opportunity to go in four and zero. Exactly. Ha! Snicking Cowboys. And Aaron Rodgers still went thirty four fifty three four hundred. 22 yards, two passing touchdowns. He was only sacked once. Let's, he though he was only sacked once. There, yes. He pressure. That yes. That's what I need to see out of my dogs. Finally, the defensive line comes through. They do what they're supposed to do. Now, yes, they we only got to Aaron Rodgers that one time on that Derek Barnett's uh strip set. <laughs> but at the same time, the fact that we made Aaron Rodgers move out of the pocket instead of just standing there and having him all that time in the world especially considering the fact that we only rushed with four D linemen, that was encouraging to see, seriously. And I got to see, finally, got to see Fletcher Cox come through. Brandon Graham had a couple of good pressures. All-around good effort from the defensive line, seriously. Speaking of uh, Derek Barnett, uh, beginning of the game, he had a hit on, I forget who it was. Jamal Williams. Uh, Yeah, Jamal Jamal Williams. Look, I'm sorry. Uh, Come on, man, do your research, man. Whatever. (laughs) Were you guys uh, concerned about any, you know, I know there was no re- there was no uh, punishment mm-hmm. handed out, but were you guys worried about Man, that? It, it happened right in front of me. I saw it, and it was definitely unnecessary, and it should have been avoided. I agree. He just didn't hear the whistle. Yeah, it, it, it's just one of those in-the-heat-of-the-moment things. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those situations. Sometimes you just don't straight up hear the whistle, and, you know, as players, we're always taught that you have to play to the whistle. If you don't hear that whistle, keep playing. So I think it was one of those situations. I don't think it was any, you know, any foul content behind that hit. So I, I'm glad he just got slapped with a fine. He's not suspended because, to be honest with you, we are still thin at defensive end and outside of our starters. Eh, it's not really a whole. Yeah, lot. Yeah, I agree. That was crazy to start the game. Yeah. Like right in the beginning, you're all excited, and then like right. the second play or first play, whatever it was, and and then something something like that happens. Which you a, never want to see. When but. a player's wrapped up, that's really 
not that necessary to go full force. He was coming from the opposite way too. Like he mm-hmm. came around Rogers and then hit him, you right. know, blindsided basically. Right. Yeah. Now so, this there's still while yes, we did come out with the victory, we can't just, you know, sing kumbaya to this victory. There were still some concerns, like the simple fact that Aaron Rodgers still threw for over 350 yards in that game. That first quarter was so concerning. <laughs> Not to mention the I, fact that Devontae Adams had a career-high 180 yards receiving. That's a huge problem. And it's like majority of the fourth quarter, too. When, yes. a, when an idiot like me can see that he's only throwing to him, like, that's a problem. <laughs> here's, the, and here, here's the sick part about what? It was when... The Green Bay Packers were doing, were going on play action, going back, looking at the tape. You should have seen how much real estate was wide open. I'm sorry. These linebackers are questionable for us, too. There's a reason why, and we'll get into this trade into to the trade details a little later. There's a reason why we ran out and got a Duke Riley. Dude, there was so much. I'm tired of these linebackers biting on the play action. You've got to be able to see that coming. First off, we're a pretty good run defense. All right, if everybody just stays disciplined in this defense, I feel as though we'll do a whole lot better in stopping having these all this all these wide open passes. Receivers are able to catch these passes cleanly. No corners around, no safeties around, no linebackers around. Nobody is competing with them. Nobody is around the uh, wide receiver or the football when a pass is going out. And I'm sick of it at this point. Right, let's take let's take a look at the offense from this standpoint. Jordan Howard finally breaks out this game and he he only had four Four, Four more, more carries. carries. Yep. So I'm, I think I don't know if Wentz keyed on him because he did have that nice uh, pass down the sidelines for that touchdown, that receiving touchdown. But he also had two nice carries in the goal line. Uh, do, do you think he should be getting closer to twenty carries again? You know, because he really was running the ball well. I don't know if that's just because the Packers' run defense is bad, or is this something we can oh, look forward run- to? Oh, they when they went into the game, they were in the twenty something percentile in terms of run defense. So that was the perfect strategy going in was to go with the run game and take the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands in the pass game. We were not going to win if Carson Wentz was going to have to throw thirty plus passes. We we that was not going to go going to go down like that. So the simple fact that Doug Peterson knew that and he changed up the strategy and he put the ball in Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders' hands, I think that was really excellent. Now, Chris, me. Now, when I when that Miles Sanders um, kickoff returned, yeah, I said he might have just redeemed himself. You said I don't know. Slow down. The reason why I said that was because if the Eagles scored on that drive, which they did, he was going to be considered a hero because referral for you know think about it like this: like a paramedic trying to re, trying to bring a guy back to life, shock them back to life. That was the shock back to life for the Eagles in that game. That game, that play right there, okay. that return. Okay. And that's what I meant when I said that. Uh, Miles Sanders and EMT. Huh. Miles Sanders, well, I sat here on the show last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago now, and said that Miles Sanders is more talented. But, hell, if, if they're going to run like that in tandem together, I think they should both continue to get, I mean, close to equal work. I mean, Jordan Howard down the goal line, especially maybe even in the red zone, he had a couple of big time runs, ten plus yards. He broke off. Yes, and Jordan Howard running. First off, I, I love He's just the tank. Yes, yes, I love I love those type of running backs. I don't particularly care for those running backs that like to juke around the line of scrimmage. I like dudes who's going to hit the hole. Say, hey, I'm going up against you. Let's see who's going to win. And dog going to Jordan Howard was putting asses on the ground, and I love seeing that. Seriously. You're strong. Get your weight up. I agree. Right. You're a shady fan over there, what Max. Now? What you said about Jordan Howard only getting four more, which is 15 carries this against the Packers. He just seemed more effective, even though he only got four more carries. Yeah, you saw from the start that he broke off that, the first handoff. He took it for like 19 yards yeah. on the sidelines. It was like he had a mission this game, and he, he sure did prove himself. And the holes were huge. I mean, the offensive line yes. really did play, that, yes, play yes, well. They, they, the, the incredible part is we had Dallas Goddard for the entire game. So you don't think of a second tight end as a really important factor in your game. But the fact that Dallas Goddard was in there and he was able to provide the, that extra blocks – those extra blocks that we needed to open up those holes. Like there was a couple of times where they would use him in motion after the snap, and he it was it would be called a wham block. You let the uh, defensive lineman come in and wham, you smack him, stop him dead in his tracks, and mm-hmm. that creates that hole um, up the middle. So seeing that, man, that was encouraging to see, and we need to see more of that. We guys make of the offensive and defensive pass interference calls in this game, especially. 
Um, I just remember one, the touchdown to Alshon in the very beginning. They called it, and it, it didn't even look like he did anything. No. You know, it just created separation. I feel like the defenders, you got five yards, obviously, to make contact with them and right. get them off the line. Right. But after that, I still see D-backs got their hands all, all over, you know, receivers. And when the receivers go to, like, basically – you know, use their hands to basically chop their arms off of and get them off of themselves. Well, ultimately, they get called for it. Ultimately, it it kind of sort of depends on the referees that you have. Um, yeah, and you know what? It was really it was really egregious how many offensive pass interference I see not just in the Green Bay Eagles game, but throughout the entire NFL this week. Like it, it was absolutely ridiculous. I and then there were some times where it looked like the receiver was just doing a swing move on a corner, and I'm just like, that's not offensive pass interference. He's just moving out of his way so that he doesn't shove into him and push him to the right. ground. Like he's making a football move. I don't understand. I don't, now I don't even understand what offensive I mean, defensive. Pass I mean, half the is. time a sack is roughing the passer. So I mean, that's yeah, but that's because they put two twos on these quarterbacks now. So that's the reason. I know, why. I know, but I'm just saying this is the same league where half the time a sack is a Which roughing is, the passer. Like there was times that there were calls offensive pass interference. Like, dude, that wasn't offensive pass interference. He was just making a football move. Like what the f- is that? Like seriously. All right, let's take a look at this upcoming week. Uh, against the Jets at home. This is a, a telling week for me from a defensive <laughs> standpoint because if the secondary can't shut down Luke Falk, who's a third-string quarterback, then we have some serious issues. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I, I'm still not comfortable going into the game with... Now, don't get me wrong. Russell Douglas, I think, is a solid number two corner. I think he should stay there. I wanted to he's bring been, that up. He's been playing you know, some really good football these past couple weeks. But I don't feel comfortable going into a game with Russell Douglas, Orlando Scandrick, and Craig James. Which, by the way... Dude, I got to say, that was a hell of a play. All right? You know going in that that ball was going right towards you. Even at pre-snap, Aaron Rodgers looked at him twice, and I was like, oh, my God, he's going to go right to him. I said, oh, my gosh, this game is going to be tied. The fact that he was able to play press coverage on that receiver and not only knock the ball up enough for Nigel Brown to get that interception, that, that smothering coverage, that was beautiful. You couldn't have asked for anything better for somebody who was on the practice squad coming off the bench cold in one play and making the game-winning play. Mm -hmm. Seriously, that was impressive. Now you were talking about Folk. Um, Sam Darnold plans on playing Week 5, but if he doesn't, are you worried about quarterback at all? Either Sam Darnold or anybody? Does does Sam Darnold put fear in you? No, not yet. (laughs) Not yet. I think Sam Darnold is... Is going to continue to progress, you know, as the season goes on and as his career goes on. But again, listen, we we watched the Lions game, expected them to win, and then we watched the Packers game, expected them to lose. So at this point, this team, you know, you want to get on the. It's like the Phils, you know, the season. You want to get on the bandwagon, and then they're going to lose. They want to hop yeah, off. And so you go back and forth. But this week, you know, the Jets at home it has to be a W. But, but again, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not sitting here and saying this is going to be a blowout. I wouldn't be surprised if. You know, we give up 27 to the Jets because that's just how bad our secondary is. And that's the thing. Like, this is still um, a secondary that gave up 380 yards to Case Keenum, who got benched. Just yep. You still got to focus on Le'Veon Bell, even though our rushing defense is pretty solid. We shut down Aaron Jones um, last week. And, and the Packers, that really made him one-dimensional and, and, you know, helped us out because we basically knew, especially as the game went on, they needed a throw because we, you know, they would tie it, but we would take the lead back and then they would tie, they'd keep coming back. But... They weren't able to take that lead finally, which kept us ahead. And um, one more thing about the defense. Um, I've been very critical of Jim Swartz, as y'all know. Um, I don't particularly care for the scheme. I don't particularly care for the way he calls plays. And I don't particularly care for how he game plans for games because I feel like he goes in with the same strategy just about every week. But I got to say, he he called some heck of plays on Thursday. He did. I got to give him credit for that. I will give credit to where credit is due when it's fair. He played a hell of he called a hell of a game. The only thing that still concerns me is that when they call that all out a cover zero blitz. I, and I feel like he calls it at the wrong time. You don't call cover zero against Aaron. First off, you don't call cover zero against Aaron Rodgers. Number two, you don't call cover zero when your corners can't cover their mouths when they cough. And then you don't call cover zero consistently to the point where the quarterback knows that it's coming. And you don't disguise it at all. Well, here's the problem. I think our passing uh, defense is, is probably the worst in football. And yeah, I'm mean, factoring in the Dolphins and the and the Nat, or not the Nats, Washington, <laughs> factoring in the Redskins as well. So, man, that's uh, good, Chris. You know, you do anything you can really to to stop 
the opposing team. And if you let, I mean, for example, they leave Avante Maddox on an island with Adams all game Which long. Which was horrible. He and, was making him turn I mean, his head Adam, around. Maddox was playing about 20 yards off of Adams. And was still getting juked out of his shoes. Yeah, and would just get continue to get blown by. So, stuff like that. I mean, there's only one Devontae Adams out there, so we're not going to run into that every it's single ridiculous. week. But, again, we've already played Julio this year. We've already played Adams this year. We got Cooper twice still. Mm-hmm. And the Giants, With I know Daniel Jones, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of them yet, but... Hell, they're two and two. I know they haven't haven't won against you know two tough opponents. I mean, they did beat Tampa Bay, who just went on the road and beat the Rams. Dude, that was a surprising. So they did give up fifty five. The Rams give up fifty five to the to the Bucks. But again, relating this back to the NFC East, you know the Giants, another team. Are, are they are they two and two? Is so they're two and two right now, right? Right. That's a record. Mm. Are they going to be able to finish around eight and eight? Or you know we don't really haven't seen enough. Yeah, of Daniel Jones. Agreed. Get Golden Tate back this week, who should be you know beneficial for them. They already have Evan Ingram there. Sterling Shepard looks healthy. He came off another seven-catch week um, last week against the Redskins. So there's two teams you have to watch out for in this division. I know the Cowboys had tough, again, another boring game, 12-10 to 10 over the weekend. You yeah. call that boring. I'll call that awesome defense. It was and just, I was satisfied uh, at the end of it. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's, that's what matters. I right? agree. But, but again, like the Cowboys finally play a tough opponent. Again, prime time on the road in New Orleans, one of the toughest places to play. And only put up ten points. And it was a Saints defense that again wasn't They're not good that good crazy they're not talented. Ranked, yeah, they're not ranked that high. But they but, but Marshawn Lattimore did shut down uh Mark Cooper. Did. And, and Z couldn't get going. Yeah, like they stopped that run. They made them one dimensional. They they forced Dak to throw the football, and that's exactly how you need to beat the Cowboys. A couple of key, I mean, I mean, Witten fumbling usually just a veteran guy, short hands. I mean, that he, they were going, they were moving down the field. That was around midfield. He gets the ball punched out. They, they go down and score. Um, Zeke fumbles. They're going down the field on the drive. I mean, so big plays like that really determined that game because again, they only lost by two. They could easily kick the field goal somewhere along the lines there. Oh, I agree easily, but you know, relating this, you know, back to the Eagles. But I think this is all the more reason why. Howie Roseman needs to find one corner. Even if it's not Jalen Ramsey at this point. Another guy that I've been paying attention to is Xavier Howard um, from the Miami Dolphins. 6'1", 202. You know, he's not he's not a flashy corner. He's not a well-known corner. He's not a big-name corner. But he's the corner that we would need for this defense right now. Considering the fact that everybody in Miami wants out, I would consider kicking the tires with Miami if you can't get nothing done with Jalen Ramsey. Or maybe even Chris Harris. Well, Ramsey's really pulled out every excuse in the book. I mean, sore back, and then his girlfriend oh. has a kid. You know, well, so the, he's away from well, the, t- the. That's kid, not, not. No, the I get it. But, but again, but again, like, like he. I mean, he could have played yesterday. Is my point. The reason he did not Why? play on Sunday was because of his back, not because of the birth You're of his child. On your back. Yeah. <laughs> his back injury was the reason he didn't play. It wasn't because of the birth of his child. Like yeah. James White, for example, last week missed it because of the birth of his child. Right. You know, My so excuse. The back the back is, is another I don't know. It, basically it comes down to this. He wants out, they don't want to trade him. People have already offered him two first first round picks. And I think we are and I think the Eagles were. They one turn of those it down, teams. they're not gonna get rid of him. And and that's why I think at this point you need to move on. You need to find some corner. I'm sorry, like I said, you can't you can't continue during these weeks. Going into these games with Craig James, Orlando uh, Skandrick, and Russell. I Douglas. do agree with you. I think we do. Again, I was saying this to give up so much for Ramsey because even if I think we get him, I don't think we're a contender for the Super Bowl because just how bad our defense is in general, giving up so many points. See, but any help matters. You, you know, say any, that, any help we can yeah, get. Yeah, you just See, need, you prerequisites s- include a healthy back and no children. <laughs> you. Say- <laughs> Jesus. Hey, at least at least he, he's he'll be on the field. I mean, he didn't get on the field for his team. I'm joking. You're always on your back. But to counter what you said about one player not making a difference, last year the Raiders traded um, Mac to Khalil the Chicago Mack. Khalil Mack to the uh-huh. Chicago Bears. Look how much of a dominant defense they have become. They already had a dominant defense. They already had a dominant defense, but Khalil Mack made it. First off, their their corners for real for real. They're about they're average corners. All right, 
But the fact that they were able to add Khalil Mack to that already dominant defensive line, like that just made all the difference in the world. Well, they had they had good cover corners. They had Roquan Smith, a couple of solid linebackers they there. Do. They had Akeem Hicks right in the middle of the nose tackle. They really needed a pass rusher. They got the best one in the league. And that completes everything. We don't have good linebackers. All right, and Bradham's the only exception. We don't have good yeah, cover heavy. corners. We don't yeah. have good cover corners. Nobody. Maybe Russell Douglas, maybe, if you want to throw him in there. But please give me a break with that. But that's the reason why we need to go out. Even if we don't get the top corner, like I said, we need. But you, I mean, something. your example that you used was Khalil Mack. They were one superstar pass rusher that's, away from becoming saying, that. We are I, multiple. Ways. But I said that only to, to show that a player can make a difference, no matter. Oh yeah, no, now, I yes. agree. Now yes, he was a he's a huge huge superstar, but yeah. a player trade can make a difference. I mean, even look at when the when the Dallas Cowboys traded for Amari Cooper, how much that offense um, blew up. Well, just with one of this way, if we get Jalen Ramsey, we're still going to have Rodney McLeod that can't tackle. We're still going to have Maddox that can't cover. We're still going to have two linebackers. I mean, we got rid of LJ4 because he sucked, right? We got Bradham. That's really our only guy. And we got nobody to rush the passer. We got literally one sack on Rodgers. And the Green Bay offensive line, you know, on paper at least, isn't really that great. We just couldn't get to him. Barnett hasn't taken the step forward we thought he would through the first four weeks of the season. We don't have Chris Long anymore. Brandon Graham just can't get there. He just simply can't get to the quarterback anymore. I think is I think for the most part for on that the fact that they only have one sack against Rodgers. I think that's the fact that that scheme at that point. Fletcher Cox looks hurt. He can't. He used to get sacks right up the middle. He used to bulldoze mm-hmm. over whoever. The but you also got to understand that they know Fletcher Cox is the best defensive lineman that we have. So what do you? So well, if they double him, then you got one on one with you on the outside. You're correct. Pat, you guys got to get there. I, and that's when you need to start putting pressure on the guys, not Fletcher Cox. Now Fletcher Cox, I think, even though he didn't really show up in the stats wise, he still had a pretty de- a pretty good game because you would still see him, you know, shooting up the middle. And he didn't have his worst plays. game of the year. I'll give him that. But again, I think he only has about what? How many tackles? Six tackles. So generous, dude. I mean, dude, as a defensive tackle, are you kidding me? Six tackles is a heck of a. That's a heck of a game. Bro. I don't think he. I wasn't talking about the game. Well, I thought I was talking about that. I think I'm, I think it's a season. No, yeah, no, we talking about six I tackles. Can, in the I can season. look it up. That's a problem. That's because, a huge problem. Because he just hasn't looked himself, and he they can't get to the quarterback. They just can't. We've played multiple offensive lines that aren't. I mean, look at Washington. We won. Give twenty seven points, and that offensive line is terrible. Well, that 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 yeah, we would we did not rush Case Keenum that game, which was horrible. But that see, it's it's both things now. It's not just one thing. It's the secondary, and it's the lack of a pass rush, and that's the sickening part. Like the one thing that we need to have consistent is a pass rush, because at least if you have a pass rush, you can get away with having bad a bad secondary because you can at least get to the quarterback and mess up his throwing cadences. But if you can't get to the quarterback and you can't cover, you're just a horrible defense. But I think that's also considering the fact that those defensive linemen they rush through the same gaps every single time. It's not it's not all the time that I'm able to see them, you know, perform stunts up the middle. Or you know twists, you know twists with just the four linemen. They're just they just keep rushing through the same hole each and every single time. And you know what do you think is going to keep happening? Like you kind of need to switch it up a little bit. Move sometimes move your linemen to the A gap. Have them shoot up the A gap instead of you know always shooting through the B and C gap all the times. Listen, here's so, the problem. Uh, here's what I'm saying. Here's the problem. We got the Jets this week at home, but then after that we got Minnesota on the road. Dallas on the road, Buffalo on the road, and then we got Chicago at home with that defense before our bye week. Yeah. So the, these are going to be tough, tough, they tough are. matchups. The easier part of our schedule, um, besides Lambeau, obviously, is probably done. I mean, yeah, we still have the Giants twice, but we got a, a big time, tough test coming up these next four or five weeks. Yep. And then don't forget, we still got to play the Patriots after our bye as well. Just mm-hmm. to confirm Fletcher Cox's stats, uh, five tackles for the year. Wow. Yeah. Zero five sacks. For the year. And no forced fumbles either. Yeah, that's because he's getting double teamed. Oh, but that, yeah. but that's that it used to, to not matter. He used to just dominate two guys. Yeah, but you I can't. Mean, you've seen it. I've seen it, but you can't rely on one guy to keep dominating T, two guys. T, please come on, Fletcher Cox is a superstar. He has to play better. There he are, has to play what? better. There are two All pass right. rushers I would say are better than him in this whole league. Really? Well, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald. That's not that's, yeah. well, yeah, but they play two totally different positions. I know, not Aaron Donald, not Aaron Donald. No, not Aaron Donald. But but I was talking about still Mac. Rushers. I was talking about Mac and Donald. Yeah, I know. I get it. Yeah. I get you 100 percent because I agree with you. I think that Fletcher Cox needs to play better football. I he's our, he's getting paid 17 million dollars a year. You gotta keep you in mind, Max. To you? Yeah, I do, Max. 17 million a year. He's getting paid, and he's, he's got, got five tackles in how many games? Four. Yeah. 
I, I, yes, he does need to play better, but at the same time, it's also a team sport, and everybody else in that line needs to step up as well. I agree. Barnett needs to step up. Brandon Graham, I don't expect anything. I think I've seen the last of him. <laughs> See, the thing I don't, about, I, if he gets a tackle anymore, I, I'm like, wow, okay. Like, the sick part about <laughs> Brandon Graham is he'll have one flashy play where he'll just blow a play up, and I'm like, Dad, he's back. And then I'll look again, and, he's, and I'm like, Dude, you, you, I'm sick of Brandon Graham, actually. I'm trying to get frustrated. Max, wow. We should have kept Michael Bennett instead. Yeah. I was about to say, did you guys kind of do a good Oh, I said that from the beginning. Well, I know you did. I love Brandon Graham as a person. Yeah. He's a great guy. guy. And, but but again, he's getting all like hyped up in the locker room after the game. Like, bro, you didn't do anything. You didn't do anything to help us that win this game. Blasphemous. And he's still got like that alcohol personality, he which had, is great and all. He but he's tackles. shot. And we gave him a three-year contract. With how, I don't know how much millions of dollars we gave him. I'm going to assume maybe like 40, 30, 30 to 40 million. Yeah, I forget I forget the details of that. The point is, he's getting overpaid as hell to not do anything. And right. yeah, now that on that point, I do agree with you. I do agree. And with Peters you. is getting paid 13 million to really just let the defensive end run right past him. I've said I've said that. I've already admitted that. I, I think Jason Peters is done. I think we've seen the end of him. And I think they need to start. Here's working the frustrating on part. Here's the frustrating part. If we just took those two contracts, right? Take Graham away. Take Peters away. You got Dillard. You could easily take. That's like how much money there. You got about like twenty five million dollars there. Go out and get yourself a pass rusher. All right, put Dillard in a left tackle. Go out. Maybe you're able to fill a hole at the pass rusher position. You're able to fill a hole at a corner. I'm not talking about a superstar, but I'm talking about somebody that can actually get the job done. Yep. And look, it shores up your whole defense. The only thing with Dillard is the fact that you want to put a rookie in to arguably a Super Bowl contender team. With nobody to really help him or I'm guide fine. him. I, 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 he's a first-round pick in the offensive lineman. I'll he, take that any day of the week. That's true, but it wasn't Eric Flowers also a first-round pick, too? Yeah, yeah. And but, he stinks. Yeah, he's really he bad. He's horrible. But, yeah, I get it. That's only one example, though. I feel like if you give Dillard more opportunities, which I think he should get. I mean, Peters, you can't be playing the whole game with him now. Yeah, I And agree. that's what they've been doing. Now, that I agree with. He needs to get out there and especially get some reps because he's the future out there, left tackle. I think it's I think it's time that you need to start shifting towards Andre Dillard because yes, now I'm seeing Jason Pierce getting beat on moves that he would I would never dream of him getting. It's just a couple beat. of really bad contracts. Howie uh, Roseman and I, I never say anything bad about Howie, but just a couple of really 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 bad contracts. And that's I think that's the result of what I said um, in earlier episodes. I said you're paying um, loyalty. Over production, it's like what the Phillies did with Utley, Howard, and Rollins. They, right, they paid them for you, what they did and not what they're going to do. Right, and you kept guys for a little too long than they were supposed to. Like I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, I would have been perfectly fine with the Eagles letting go of Brandon Graham. As crazy mm-hmm. as it sounds, and I and you could we could have easily been out went out and traded for Jadavian Clowney, which we really did because he's just a difference me. maker. You don't, you don't remind me. <sighs> I don't. I, and and honestly, it's not my money, so I'm not going to sit here and say don't get Jalen Ramsey. I just think giving up maybe Aguilar and two first rounders may be a, a, a little too much. But I mean, he is the best corner in the league. I mean, right. and, but and I do agree with you. I, so there's so really, we can add two things to the list that we need. We need at least not necessarily a top end shutdown corner, but a corner just to add to the depth and to compete for that outside position. Mm-hmm. And we also need another pass rusher because, let's be honest, Vinny Curry really isn't doing anything either. Now, all you guys, I think it was you, Max, that was really big on Vinny Curry I was coming big, back. I was big on him. And he's not really doing anything. <laughs> yeah, it surprised I, me because he's run the same scheme. You know, he's run the same scheme he did, and I don't know what those. Tampa Bay put in his water. It's stupid. <laughs> but he ain't playing the same way. He came back to Philly. He's not playing like, like he used to back in 2017. <laughs> Let, let's well, jump it, back on – sorry, Chris. You guys no, 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 no. Uh, I just I want to jump back onto the other side of football and talk offense. Now, Aguilar wasn't used really at all against Green Bay after his game Ooh, with many, multiple dropped games against the Lions. Do you think there was a message? How many sent? targets did Before I answer that, oh my God, I got a question for you. How many targets do you think Nelson Aguilar had in that game? One. Very good. And I saw – yeah, he was, um, he was heavily covered on that too, wasn't he? he? He, he was okay covered. Okay. He was okay covered. I think I think Carson Wentz overthrew that ball, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But the fact that they never went back to him and they never designed, they never called any plays designed for Nelson Aguilar to catch the football, I think that's saying something. And that's saying something I'm really, a Nelson, I'm really a Nelson bad. Aguilar fan. I like. I think he's a good player. So I think that's what he need. I think he needs to be either not benched, but just like shown and like that you need to improve yourself like they did two seasons ago mm-hmm. where they benched him and then after when he came back he just he he knew he had to prove himself 
I mean, he played really well. Yep. I mean, yeah, that's that's true. And it's crazy because I figured he would be, you know, playing his ass off because you're on the last year of your contract. And to be honest with you, that's another guy I don't think I would have brought back. Honestly, I would I would not have picked up his fifth year option. Yeah, again, I, I that's another good point. Nine million dollars and what he's done basically. I'm not going to say he cost us the Falcons game, but a big time drop. I'd say yeah. he. The, the, and lost us a couple of games already, yep. And you know You could make that argument. Yeah, you could. And without, you know, putting into the factor of his play, you could just put into the fact that of how we play offense. We run twelve personnel, one back, two tight ends. We always have Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz out there now with Alshon Jeffrey and when Deshaun Jackson comes back. So for real for Can't real wait for him to come back. Yes. So for real for real, you really don't it's really not necessary for you to have a slot receiver anymore. And that's why I think Nelson Aguilar's um value really deteriorates in this offense. And it doesn't help the fact that he keeps dropping these passes. I agree. And, and again, I think he's a talented player, but inconsistent. And if we can go out and get a superstar like Ramsey, I'd throw him in, into the, the bag of tricks there. <laughs> throw him into the hat and see uh, <laughs> now, how ridic- what sticks. You know, Just throw <laughs> stuff at the wall, see what sticks. Up. What are they going to accept? <laughs> how ridiculous are these trade rumors about giving away – giving Zach Ertz to the Jaguars what? for Jalen Ramsey. I've I saw seen this a those... couple times, and that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. If we give Zach Ertz away, that, okay, see you season. I want nine first-rounders. Like, really? Like, why would we give Zach Ertz away at all? all? That's ridiculous. Everybody who keeps saying that, I'm going to need y'all to oh, shut up. Have, I'm going to need y'all to Dallas sh- God. No, that's not good enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> but everybody that's saying that, I need y'all to shut up for life. All right? Shut up for life. Okay? <laughs> There's a sound drop. I'm... <laughs> I am not giving away my best and arguably top three tight end in the NFL. He's not happening. No, I agree with you. I I just, you know, I hope this team is able to just take care of business this week against the Jets. And then after that, if they they could struggle, man, they get these games on the road. The Bills just basically had a shot to beat the Patriots. And that's just something I want to bring up real quick. They impressed the hell. If, out of me. if Josh Allen stays in that game, they could have won, and they and they just basically flat out injured him. I'm not going to say it was on purpose, but it damn looked like it was. I mean, like almost like that Montez Burfitt hit where he just came in and speared the guy right in the helmet. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. now that now that hit was an unnecessary yeah, hit. He's, I'm he's glad done, he's out. He's done for the season. I'm glad. He, I don't like. That's disgusting. Can he come back and play longer than? The next season, he can, or however long his contract goes for, do you think a team's going to take a player like him? Yeah, I think they 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 can be just based on the fact of how talented he is. That's right. the thing. He's he's gonna somebody's going to take him because somebody's going to think that they can mold him and they can fix him. But he has a track record of these. He's dirty, so talented. Can you afford hits? him losing? Being out half the season just to have him for a couple of games right. until he gets suspended. I mean, again. hell, you win anyway. You can't look at the Patriots. They picked up AB for sure. one game. They got a W out of well, it. Well, that was well, the Cowboys would be another just, team that would do that. But. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well, they're they're a bunch of dummies because I something's wrong with AB mentally wise. I'm sorry, my man's went you on. Could blame that hit. No, that just uh, you want to win. Perfect gave him anyway, Messi. right, Chris? Anyway, you can just pick up AB real quick for a week. You know, give me a W. <laughs> I need man, a, I need a stud receiver ridiculous. for a week. You know, just, just as long as you don't have kids. Like we go, we, we got to go to New England, and they probably will beat us. But you know, what? if we pick up AB for a week, you never know. Yeah, but my man's. Went I'm on, not picking up. My Antonio man's back, Brown. He went back to school. Went on Twitter. Holy massacre, dude! Who who seen that tweet that Antonio Brown put out there about his English paper? No, no I don't what? pay attention to him anymore. The, dude, he's irrelevant. Did you see what he got when into? When he was Eric arguing with uh, Baker Mayfield and Eric Weddle, it's like, come on, dude. Yeah, You're not now playing you, in any NFL game. Exactly. Now you arguing with Eric? Come on, man. He's a clown. At this point, he's irrelevant. He really needs to just fade the black. Now, who knows what will happen before that Patriots game? Tom Brady could be out. You know, a bunch of things could happen before that Patriots game. So let's just focus on this next <laughs> Jets matchup and see what. What we have in front of us. Are you guys like really concerned about this Jets game? I'm not. I'm over- concerned. I know should you be are. concerned. I'm not overly we concerned, but I am. It. No, we shouldn't. And uh, who's going to stop Le'Veon Bell? See, I don't I, see. On that note, we have been doing excellent in stopping the run runs. I agree now, runs. but just wait. I, I, I wanted to bring this up earlier, but what did you think of Josh Sweat? Uh, I mean, he had that one uh, play where he 
He had one play. Up Aaron he had Jones. one, yeah, that one, one player. player there's, there's flashes of him, but he's not doing it consistent enough. I'm just saying because I don't think he gets who else do we have under the starting string? Well, I, I think he's a, he's a rotation guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. on start, but but he's no. I'm saying under the starting guys. No, it's, who, who who do you have? Well, because it's, that, it's uh, just um, Vinny Curry and Josh. Vinny Curry, Josh Sweat. And, um, Do we still have Deshaun Hall? Yeah, Deshaun, and Deshaun Hall. Hall. And that's another thing, Still too. hasn't gotten an opportunity. And that's another thing, too. Man, give Deshaun Hall a shot. You're not getting that much pressure. You're not really getting sacked. Give Deshaun Hall a shot. I'd cut Brandon Graham right now. Whoa. Save yeah. okay. Whoa. Right. Whoa. Oh, man. Oh. Why not, man? Oh, no. It's unusual no. hearing what you say has that. He, no. What has he given you that Red makes Sox you want him to on. stay no, here? No, just, just send him to Jacksonville. Trade them too. Yeah. Hell, now, somebody will pick out that money. Now that is an option. Crazy. Get as it that sounds. money off the books somehow because he's not going to give you any production. That's true. That's true. But I'm not going to outright cut him and release him. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'll it's, trade him. Save some money. I'll tell you that. I'll I, trade him. First. I can just. I can just see Howie Roseman just putting together a PowerPoint. This is why you should take Brandon Graham and give us Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> Package deal, Brandon Graham, Aguilar, two first-rounders for Jalen Ramsey. Then in the next draft, our first-round pick, well, our first-round pick next year has to be a corner. I mean, you you do make a good point. Has to be, right? right? Even if we say we get Jalen Ramsey, do we still need to draft another corner? Yes. I I I don't think you can ever have too many. Yes. Anyway, you need to draft. You need a a corner and a pass rusher. Point, when you look at this draft history, it's not that stellar. No. So maybe, I mean, I, I'm stingy with draft picks with all sports. See, you're stingy with draft picks because you see the value in them. You see the potential that could come out of them. Yeah. That's true. The problem with the Eagles is they have not used that value too, too much effectively. I know. I know. Let me give you an example. All right. I'm sick of this team drafting potential. Just take studs. All right. Here's an example. Josh Jacobs, pick 24. You just knew he was going to be a tank mm-hmm. at the front of running back position. People don't want to take running backs in their first round, like this and that. I don't care. The guy is a stud. Take him, plug him in. He's you got him for like eight to ten years, flat out. I mean, that's it. That's I, it. I, Yo, I mean, don't be drafting guys. I, wanted, I, I mean, I wanted a offensive lineman in the draft. Yeah, I, we needed to. We needed to draft. I'm just, Andre yeah, Dillon. no, no, no. I definitely I like the pick and a I'm lot. Cool, I'm cool with Miles, especially because Peters now is horrible. I'm no, don't sugarcoat it. Dang. Don't sugarcoat it, T. Do you watch the film? Bro. You see how slow he is. People running I mean, right by him, I mean, sacking the hell out of Wentz. I mean, Mr. Red Sox fan isn't wrong. I'm sorry. I, it's, it just Brutal. looks weird. It just looks weird. I hate you, Chris. That, is that, that means it's time to switch to baseball. Oh, gosh. Do we have to? Okay. Yeah, I yeah mean, we our do. Teams, just because our team's not in the The Philadelphia Phillies have officially been, well, a while ago. I got a, real quick before they you are guys officially get started. Finished with the, before you guys get started, I got a problem. What? Fine. What is it? Why is it that it's been two days since... Quit yucking our yum. <sighs> really? I keep telling you about saying the dog won't drop before I play them. Anyway, <laughs> it's a problem where it's been two days at this point and Gabe Kapler is still allegedly a manager on the Phillies. <laughs> uh, I-, I need him going at this point. Why have I not received an alert at this point? I'm sick of this. That's a good point because uh, Joe Madden has already been fired. Right. So, so um, what's the deal? Oh, come on. I like the fact that they're taking their time with this yeah. because there really isn't what's one. The, what's the hurry? There really isn't one singular candidate you can point to. I think Madden's already gone to the okay. Angels, by the way. They uh, fired Brad Ausmus. I think Madden's a lock to go there. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so um, uh, the, the season is over. Gentlemen, what the hell yeah. is that? And then, so tonight we see the Brewers and the Nationals play. Wednesday, the Rays and the Athletics in the wild card games. Mm-hmm. That, who Max guess, Scherzer tonight. Who do you guys think's coming out? I think the Nats are going to win tonight. Yeah, the Nats. Scherzer's pitching, and I'm rooting for the Brew Crew, obviously, because I hate the Nats. But Scherzer's dominant. you got to respect the man. But Scherzer has a track record of not performing in the playoffs yeah, the way he performs. Yeah, but it's Scherzer. Performs. I mean, you can't, you can't it's bet hard against him. It's hard to bet against, bet against him. Go no. bet against him. No, bet against him. I want you to bet against him. <laughs> I, I dude, I don't bet money because I don't win any money, and I certainly don't like losing money. All right, Tampa Bay heads to Oakland Chris. tomorrow. These wild card games are just so exciting. I mean, just postseason baseball is just a different atmosphere. Right, you know, they're I, playing 
whoever wins plays two different teams two days in two days in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so t- what do you think? Tampa Bay and Oakland. Who you got? I think I'd like to see Oakland. It's in yes. Oakland. Yeah. I'm yeah, rooting for Tampa Oakland. Bay. On the You're other hand, for Tampa. I like okay. Tampa. Well, you've been, been, there. You've been there. Yeah. Well, so we're like watching Tampa. Moneyball right now in class, so that'd be cool to see the A's. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Billy Bean. Now, now again, the winner of this Brewers Nats game tonight heads to L.A. Play the Dodgers now again. It's in Nats Park, mm-hmm. so they're gonna have to fly across the country. I would love to see a, a Nats versus Dodgers series, just because of the pitching matchups and that would be a that crazy would series. Be fun. I'm rooting for the Brewers because I think it's unfair that Christian. I mean, they still made the playoffs even if uh, Yelich got hurt, and because Yelich got hurt, I expected the Brewers to fall short of the playoffs, and somehow they made it in, and pretty convincingly too. So. Tonight is going to be a fun game to watch. I like National League ball. And then tomorrow night, I expect a lot of home runs. And whoever wins that goes against Houston. So. And Houston and Oakland, man, they've had their battles this season. You know, Oakland does they not have. back down from no. Houston. They do not back down. Now, Tampa and then Houston, mm. I just don't know if Tampa has the pitching in no. order to stick. With, I get it. You know, they got a couple arms. Aside, Blake Snell, Charlie Morton. I was about to say, aside from Blake Snell and Charlie Morton, I can't name anyone else. And then you got to go up rotation. against Verlander, and you got to go up against Cole. I mean, geez, it, it's granky. You I mean, what I'm saying to you? It's just not, it's not looking good for any AL team. But again, the Yankees are still there. You can't get the, the Twins. That series is going to be great too. You watching the Twins Yankee series? You know, watch what? just watch one game. All I want you to do is watch one game. You know, I might, I might, that might pique my interest. That's a little bit. one I game. To, I might have to slide over, my, slide over, and you know, watch some playoff baseball. Even though the Phillies aren't in. I'm, t- I'm telling you, take take a look at it. It's it's really entertaining. I'm Chris, a, Chris, tell me it's entertaining. I might, hey, it's entertaining. I might yeah. have to put the laptop down. The, stop looking at, stop looking teams, at all twenty two film. Hell, we're not saying one. sit through all nine innings. We know it's hard. I'm just saying, check it here and there. Tune in. <laughs> Maybe you're writing a paper. You got it in the background. On, you know? Hey, there's another sound drop. <laughs> it's it's just a whole different atmosphere. You know, every oh, yes, pitch you're just yes. on the edge of your seat. That's team number one and two in uh, total home runs. So. And if you like, then you start thinking like it's not just this game's boring as hell. You know, for example, if the game's nothing, nothing in the eighth, you start thinking like as a manager, like are you bringing in what reliever are you bringing in? Are you bringing in the left? Are you bringing in the righty? You know, what are the yeah. stats? It's just it's just a chess match. Sounds like a nice problem to have. Here's the here's what I'm saying. <laughs> what if see this would be great for you? Uh-huh. Watch these games and watch the managerial decisions and tell me and, and you and look at what decisions work because that's what this is what managers do. They're built for postseason games because every decision they make it's it's playoff time. Yeah, it's key time. If you make the wrong one. You know, this is the difference between winners and losers. So, I completely agree. That's why they get paid the big bucks. You don't see it in the regular season because, hell, you just, the Astros, for example, they just throw out freaking Granky every night for Lander, and they get that <laughs> lineup stacked, and they're playing the Mariners at, like, 10 o'clock at night on the way. You know, no one cares. Three <laughs> then you start watching these playoff games, and you realize, man, all right, A.J. Hintz got some decisions to make. Is he going to make the right ones? And so far, he's got a ring. So, you know, they get, that's why they get paid the money. So, who, who you I got, want winners. Who you got in the NL and the AL? AL. Uh, you know me, I always try to go outside the box. Uh-huh. So I, I don't know if I want to go with the Dodgers. Um, to me... It's hard not to pick the it's Dodgers. Yeah, it really is hard not to, but I'm not going to pick the Dodgers to come out of the NL. Mm. I think if the Nats can win tonight and get to play the Dodgers, I think they have a legit shot because of the pitching that they have. Strasburg, mm. Corbin, and Scherzer. Those three horses right there, pitching carries you. If I had to pick yeah. a team, a complete team right now to go all the way to the World Series from the National League, I might have to pick the Cardinals mm. because they're just so complete. They're well coached. I think if I'm going to pick run right now, I'm going to go with Nats Cardinals, Nats Cardinals. I'll go with the Cardinals. Cardinals? I'll go Cardinals okay. to come out. And then American League. I think we're going to see the Yankees go all the way. <clears throat> really? Um, all the like winning it all. American League, uh, I have to go with the Astros. I just have to, I'm man. I was about to say, it's hard to go up against Houston, man. <clears throat> I, understand, I, I understand your position on the Yankees, but it's, it's really hard to go the Yankees. I like the Yankees. <laughs> I'm rooting for the Yankees to get to the... Oh, to, I don't like the Yankees. I'm just saying. That's what uh, I'm going to say. Right. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, on the same, not on the same boat as you, Max. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Mr. Wow. Yankees. Everyone... Tomorrow. Out, it's everyone, funny to me, Everyone... Too. 
I, I want to put this into perspective. I've never seen someone wearing a Red Sox hat goes, oh, you don't like the Yankees? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it goes, good. it goes good with the outfit. Come I'm on. sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I just like poking fun at you. It's an outbreak. Tomorrow he'll be wearing These the Yankees are sports hat. fans in this room. I'm a sports fan. I love sports okay, in general. I get it. All right. You ever just, been to Fenway, Chris? I bet you have No, yeah. I, I want so to. So I don't want to hear it. I want to go to Fenway one day. <laughs> when sure the Phillies he's got an Aaron Judge poster off. in his room and everything. <laughs> Him or me? Max. Max, yeah. I actually have a Kentucky basketball poster. Yeah, but I I, got to say this, though. There's certain certain boundaries you just don't cross. Like, you're not going to ever, ever, ever see me in a Cowboys anything. Not a chance. I don't even play the Cowboys in Madden. I don't use them. No. Why do you guys hate the Cowboys so much? Dude. Um, Because it's in our blood? Dude, it's just they're they're a good team, though. That was actually a crazy question. They're a good football team. (laughs) They're fun to watch. Zeke, Amari Cooper, Dak's playing well this year. Does he know he's saying this for no reason? Right, right. Are you kidding me right now? I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm just a fan of the sport in general. Since we were born, we were raised to hate the Cowboys. Yes. When I see good teams, good football. When I see good baseball, good players in general. That's just. I like to watch it. The Cowboys are good this year. They're fun to watch. You make me sick. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, when the Cowboys come to Philly, I'm rooting for the Cowboys to beat the Eagles. I'm just saying. This man's going to throw a Cowboys parade. <laughs> the Cowboys are a fun team to watch. One thing I came across Max. a couple days ago, back to baseball, yeah, please, um, please, was yes. nine of ten of the biggest MLB contracts are not going to the playoffs. Nine of the ten? Yeah. The only one is Stanton, and he barely plays. But Trout, Harper, Stanton, Machado... Uh, Cabrera, and it just goes, you know. The, you man, know man, oh man, wow. Uh, who you got going to the World Series? Oh, you know, I, already, Yankees. I already said that's what why about, we went in this whole thing. National League. Who's going to uh, put up a fight against the Yankees? I don't, I don't know. To I me, guess, I, I guess I'll, I'll go with what Max said. To me, to me, it is You're between the, the Nationals? Cardinals, no, Cardinals. Oh, I was about the National League. To, to me, it's between, uh, the, if the Nationals uh, beat the Brewers, that's going to be a huge series with the Dodgers. Yes. To me, yeah. one yes, of those is, two teams are going to. I agree. Whoever wins series. that series, right? Yeah. And don't cut out those Braves either, because they're damn good too. I hate those. Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzy Albies. Ozzy Albies has Freeman. the most annoying I'll face in the world Swiss cheese. next to Michael Thomas. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Talk about someone who can make me mad just by giving a look there to the camera. There isn't going TV. to be a bad series. Like, look at all the... I mean, no, maybe... Okay, no, you could those... argue it, whoever comes out of the AL wild card to play the Astros, you could say maybe that won't be as entertaining. But you're looking at the Nats-Dodgers no, possibility. If it's the A's, that is going to be entertaining as hell. Yes. And if, if it's the Nats coming out, I just don't think the Brewers have enough pitching, and especially without Yelich, to beat the Dodgers. No. And, and not you at know, all. Not in, at in a five game road. Low life. I just feel like the teeth. Horrible time for that time. <laughs> that did not flow with the conversation at all. I mean, um, it's still fun. <laughs> it is funny. But again, if the Nats can play, go out and, and beat the Brewers and play the Dodgers, just. Every series, the Yankees, Twins will be great. Cardinals, Braves will be great. So if you're a fan of baseball, I, so with me, I'm going, I'm going Dodgers in the National League and American League. I, I really want to go Twins just because I think that'd be awesome. Okay, that would be fine. awesome. Let me change it. I said Dodgers and Yankees. Oh, you're really going out on a limb there. Instead of Nats, <laughs> Yankees. Yeah, well, it was it was agreeing with Max, so it would have been the Cards. For the National League and the Yanks, but I think I'll go with Dodgers. Gotcha. Now, now, now who are the Dodgers beating to get there? Are they beating the Cardinals to get there? Uh, they're beating everybody to get there. Everyone <laughs> they face, they're going to okay. beat. That's as simple as that. <laughs> I had Dodgers. Dodgers, Do- Yankees. Dodgers, Yanks. All right. Well, hey, Tanner requested me to do something, and uh, I have figured it Let's out after it. hours and hours of ex- exploration. Yeah. <laughs> Our. Uh, Preseason predictions for the uh, winner of the National League East. Mm. I'll start. I I'll start with. I think the I said the Nationals. You said Nationals. You, okay. you said Nationals. Still made the playoffs. So they did. Yeah, the wild card. Tanner, you said I feel Nationals. Like I meant to say the Braves, but I did say Nationals. You said Nationals. <laughs> T said Braves. Doggone right. And I very naively said Phillies. Uh. So laugh at me. Do it. Do <laughs> it. I'm better laugh. off saying uh, the Mets. You know they were closer. You know what? I uh, laugh at you every day, so that don't matter. You know what? Like a bunch of episodes later, there, there, was, I couldn't find it. There was a clip where Max here said, "We're never losing again." When we were 
porno. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you piece of Swiss cheese. Remember that, guys? That first game we lost, I believe we walked home the winning run. Yeah, we David did. David Robertson. Yeah. That's yep. the whole, yeah, that's the season in a nutshell. And there it is. Yep. Walked <laughs> then on there. The Nationals game, right? It was at Nats yep. Park. We that's, thought we were going to go undefeated. That's right, gentlemen. Once upon a time, the Phillies were the only undefeated team in 2019. Mm. Once upon a time. Yeah, that worked out. And then Robertson will never come back and play for us again. Nope. Because he's out for What's all of next for? season with Tommy John surgery. So we have a lot to do this offseason. This is kind of an idea I just kind of came up with last night. I want to play a little game with you guys. Well, you're not done with the predictions. Is that the only one that you got? Yeah, that was it. We we didn't do any other league. Uh, It was just the National Mm -hmm. League. Um, I I think the only other thing we did was like, yeah, the Dodgers are going to kill everyone. Yeah, pretty much. Everybody knew that by the first month into the season. Yeah, Yeah. and you hate Max Muncy, so. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think he hates Michael Thomas What game are we playing, Chris? Okay, it's very simple game. Over, I'm going. It's a uh, over under. I'm going to give you a player on the Phillies. I'm going to give you a stat with a benchmark, and you got to tell me if that player went over or under the benchmark. I got it. All right. So first thing, Brad Miller. When it comes to home runs, the benchmark is ten. Did he get over or under ten home runs? I think he got over ten. Over ten. Yeah, like twelve, right? He he got twelve. All right. All right. Here, stat numero two. What do I get? Get a crisp high five. <laughs> All right. Michael Franco. Michael Franco. Benchmark's 45 with under. RBIs. Oh. 45 RBIs. Do you get over or under 45 under. RBIs? He missed a lot of the season, so I'm going to say under. 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 Over. Uh, 56 RBIs. Did he really have 56? Those home he, runs really come in he, handy. He had 56 uh. RBIs. Just behind him, who I would have thought had way more RBIs, Scott Kingery. 55. Wow. You're kidding me. No. I would have never guessed that. Neither neither would I. What have we become? (laughs) Here, we're going to stick with RBIs. Andrew Knapp. Oh, Oh God. Six. Over-unders at six. (laughs) Over-under. Yeah, we'll go with six. Over-under. What did Andrew Knapp get? I think I have under that. I think he had less than six RBIs. That's too much. crazy. I'm going with under because I hope he's not on the team. I I don't remember him getting a hit all year. He over. had a home run two yeah, nights ago. Yeah. I'm going to say over. There's no way over. he can do six. He's over. He got, <laughs> yeah. he got a grand total no of eight RBIs. Oh, my Wow. God. And he was a catcher all season on the He's team. He's in the MLB? He's in the MLB. Oh <laughs> I think all four of us can hit more than... <laughs> that. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go back to home runs. Gene Segura. The benchmark is 16. Home runs. Less. Under. Less. Under. I think he under. less than 16. He under. got 12. Yep. There we go. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Let me. Uh, These are easy, Chris. What <laughs> hey, I, I think I tripped you up with a couple of them. Uh, here, on pace percentage, Gene Segura, who is one of the best in the league. So as, uh, you as far saying as that makes total? me not confident. <laughs> the benchmark is a .335%. Over yeah, he higher than that. Under. Over. Just because of the Under. Yep. He hit under wow. 335, but he hit like Three, 280 something, didn't three, he? Contact. 323. It's funny to me, too. What did he hit in that batting average? Batting average, let contact. me grab that 280. He hit 280, but he was on base wow. was 323, which means he never walked, never got hit by a pitch. Well, oh, he got hit by a pitch. Wow. In no, head. no. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, my point is, he never got. A walk or anything well, sort of like I mean, besides a hit. We talked about all year how aggressive he is at the plate. Three twenty three is atrocious. I, I know, especially for <laughs> a player like that. I know. The, the best on the team was Harper, three seventy two. That's still and nah, I know the that's best not, on the team is three seventy two. Yeah, yo, we need a new manager in here to teach these guys how to walk. Agree, but, but I mean, I mean, T and I were having this conversation, looking at Harper's stats aside from his average and his on base percentage. Yeah, yeah. What else could he? What do? was his average? Two sixty. His yeah. average was uh, da, 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 yeah two sixty. Is this his second head? best season? Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, as far as RBIs, it's his best. Okay. He shattered his uh, his uh, RBI last total one hundred and fourteen. Mm-hmm. He was uh, twelfth in the league. How many home runs do you have? Thirty-seven. Thirty, thirty-five. Uh, Let's bring that number. Thirty-five up. bombs and one hundred and fourteen RBIs. One hundred and fourteen. That's a mean, home run uh, number. I, and he slugged over five hundred. So come on. Yeah. Five. Yeah. I mean, you want to point at somebody that sucked? Reese Hoskins hit two twenty-eight or something like that. I still want to keep it. What did he hit? 
See, what did he hit Reese Hoskins? Reese Hoskins? Oh, boy. I'm going to be honest uh, with I switched you. to pitching stats. Let me get to the Reese Hoskins. I'm going to be honest with you. 226. Oh, wow. my gosh. That's our starting first pitch. Trade Tanner. him right now. Tanner, Whoa. I'm going Tanner, Tanner, to be honest with you. I was, I was on your side to hold on to Reese. 226, T. I, I said was. Now, let me finish, dog on it. <laughs> now, <laughs> all right. I was on Tanner's side, but I think because Reese. we need pitching, you might, you, yeah, you might need to trade him. Okay. Oh. I mean, Lord. He was just dominant in the first half of the year. And then he forgot how to hit. I'm sorry. You All might right, need to Chris, trade Reese. This, this, this might be, uh, we're going to the pitching side of things now. We're, uh, uh, strikeout total. Okay, All right. He- the player is Hector Neris. Oh, God. The benchmark oh, is 75. Less. Yeah, Negative. Less than that. Negative. <laughs> Negative. I'll say, I'll say it less under, than that. Under. Pisses me off. Less than 75. He's so bad. Yeah, he sucks. Had 89 strikeouts. Oh, man. How many innings did he pitch? Wow. Uh, the, 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 hold on. Uh, IPs, the, the 67.2. So, 67 and two-thirds. Wow. What was his record? Surprised. Uh, <laughs> I am very surprised. Hold on. Hector Neres. He's got a grand total of three wins and six losses. Wow. <laughs> and like 20 blown saves. Yes. Yeah. No, wait. No, he didn't have nah, 20. He had 28 saves oh. and he had... I finally got somebody on T side that agrees with me that Hector Nera stinks. I think we all agree. <laughs> he's our best reliever, but he's not good. <laughs> that basically sums up our whole bullpen. Uh, yeah. Hey, oh, his, hey, did you know that he threw the splitter 728 times this year? How many blown saves is he? What's he I think it's split? seven. Or I'm, try, I'm trying or to seven. find the stupid stat. We are asking a lot of you. Chris. I know. <laughs> this is... You know what? Doesn't matter. Because um, you know what? Vargas. This is a team. Crap. <laughs> you know who else had a good season this year? Jose Alvarez, low key. Jose Alvarez. Hey, we'll go with that one next. The over under is seventy. Did he have t- for strikeouts? Do you have seventy strikeouts? Under. Under. No, I think he had more than that. He pitched a lot. Uh, over seventy strikeouts. Uh, you had more. You're going I'm over, more. over, and under. Mm-hmm. Under fifty one. Jeez, I'm oh just bad goodness. at this game. Because that guy doesn't yeah. know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> hell, man, he, he didn't strike enough people out. That's why we missed the playoffs. That's why we missed out. Last but certainly not least, Vince Velasquez. Same stat, strikeouts. The benchmark is 110. Oh, my goodness. Mm, I'll uh, say over. Over? Over. Under. He's over 130 strikeouts. There we go. And you know what? I was listening back to some old episodes when I was trying to find our predictions. Uh, I mean, you hit the nail around right the head. I feel like he is so much more effective when it comes to him being a long-term, uh, a long re- relief uh, pitcher out of the bullpen. It didn't seem that way when he was in there earlier in the season. No, against I mean, he, the pre- he had a couple good games. But uh, again, I mean, when he first started in there, it was bad. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he he had his games, but I think he would be much more effective that way. Just because I think Pavetta has to go. We tried him everywhere. Tried no. him in the rotation. Tried no. him in the bullpen. Uh, at this point, just let him go, man. Yeah. And, at, and at this point, um, I think you agree with this one, too. Crap-ass Vargas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what a great sound. <laughs> Vargas could be back next season, so disres- don't disrespect him. No, I'm talking to myself, I but mean, don't disrespect him. I was about to say, yeah, you he are could be yourself, back huh? next year. I mean, yeah, whatever. He got a, he got that a is such a option. sad reality. Yeah. I mean, I, I, T and I were talking about this again. You got quite a few bats on this team, but is there anyone that you'd be willing to look to trade? Cesar. Yeah. That not, was my first. That was the first guy in my head. But Cesar, I mean, you would have to put a package together. But yeah. him by himself maybe gets you a five guy. Well, yeah, this I is agree. not. That's not what we need. All right, we, we need, I am we going to go out on a limb here and say Arietta will bounce back healthy next year, <laughs> which will be like <laughs> what a three or four in the rotation. Uh, Mr. Optimism here. <laughs> I say if we could just go out and get like a number two or three, like a Cole Hamels. A Charlie Morton. You roll out you Nola, you. Hamels, yeah. Nola, Hamels, Arietta. I, I, I agree with Hamels, but man. I, I, I think Hamels is starting to fall off the... You might be able to get him on the cheap. that last game he pitched. I mean, sure, yeah. Up. You could probably definitely get Cole Hamels cheap, but I think that's because he's not 2008 Cole Hamels anymore. And he's still we, we need two starting pitchers. If you want to give Ethel another shot, fine. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> Can you believe that once upon a time the Phillies had Charlie Morton? Yeah. And we got mm-hmm. rid of him because uh, he Towards was hamstring. In- injured. Yep. It's ridiculous. Wish we had him. Well, that's just the Phillies look. 
I think that's a Philadelphia look. Mm-hmm. How I think you could say with every single team here, we've had guys that we have let go or traded, and then they shine somewhere else. Mm. I agree. All, All right, right, let's shut it down. Now I'm sad. All right, T, do your thing. All right. If you guys missed any of this episode, you can always go to philly-experience.simplecast.com. You can catch us on all major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and more. And one more announcement before we get out of here. Um, We were talking about, you know, outside the mic of expanding. And I have taken the first steps. So, I have created my own football podcast titled Sideline Sweet Podcast. Which is also available He's on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. I did not. I All right, this is still a part of the what, whole. What did we do wrong, T? Dog on it. This is still a part of the network. Dog on it. This is still a part of this. I will be having special guests soon. Like He's I, a diva. He's going I, for I a tried, You know what? <laughs> I tried treating you like a princess this whole time. And, and you know what? I'm sick of and y'all. You, and you do this with someone else. You know what? I'm sick of y'all. I, I, I am. <laughs> you know what? What? I'm sick of this. Let's follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at the at the Philly EXP1 on Twitter. You can con- you can also talk to us on our YouTube page as well. If you want us to talk about something, just let us know. And Chris is messing up the dog on at Exit. What are you talking about? <sighs> just Hey, at least it's a full hour this off. week. <laughs> Alright, guys. Wait, wait. Yeah, it's a full hour. Tune in next week. <laughs> The Philly. Move it on to sports. You piece of switch. Too strong. Get your weight up. Crap ass Vargas. <laughs>